All right, we got the news upcoming in seven minutes' time. On the other side, we'll get back into the municipal election concerns and uh, what have you in the final throws here. If you haven't yet voted, uh, not that we're changing anybody's mind. Change is the operative word. Is it an election for change? We'll debate, too, with our panel coming up. Topics worthy of discussion. By the way, big debate in the House today about uh, returning ISIS fighters. And the Liberals kind of were prompted or goaded by the Conservatives to uh, see it in the light that Canadians are concerned about this stuff. You know, the big debate at my house, uh, as opposed to the House of Commons, is, you know, whether or not we should replace the curtains. I got to say, you know, because the guys at 310 Reno did such a magnificent job, you'd hate to go uh, down on the cheap side because they've done such wonderful work and the placing of the tiles and everything and the crown moldings. And so I thought to myself, you got to really live up to the same standard that these boys did. And uh, what a magnificent job, too. I can't say enough good things about the guys at 310 Reno. Uh, If you're planning a project of your own, they'll shepherd the whole process for you from planning stage and making sure everything is cleared as far as, you know, code work and so on and so forth, because they do strictly adhere to the code. Don't take cash under the table. They're all above board, very principled fellas, and uh, they're very, very professional. Uh, So you'll Like what you see, I'm sure, by calling Charles or Mike at 310 Reno, you're off and running with your own project. 310 Reno, that's 310-7366, no area code required. On the matter of returning ISIS fighters, you know, that is, I think Andrew Scheer has been pressing the point because they they recognize they're getting traction with that. Canadians do uh, believe these are certain topics that uh, do resonate as opposed to some of the things the Liberals have had on offer of late, and it seems like it's reflective in the poll results. Ipsos came out with a poll exclusively for Global News, and now it seems Sheer and Trudeau basically neck and neck. Let's find out how this all went down. Daryl Bricker is the CEO of Ipsos, and he's joined the Oakley Show at Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Daryl, good afternoon. Great talking to you again, John. Always a pleasure. So we've got ourselves uh, really a neck and neck race here. A year out, anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what we seem to be uh, encountering, which is somewhat odd if you think back to the heady days of 2015, 2016, that we find ourselves in this situation where uh, political leader Andrew Scheer, who basically very few people know, is tied with one of the biggest rock stars we've ever had in Canadian politics. Shows you what a difference three years makes. Well, yeah, you actually found out in your polling, not a lot of folks are really, uh, he's not recognized by all Canadians, is Andrew Scheer. No, he's not, and neither is uh, Jagmeet Singh, the leader of the NDP. So everything that you basically see in the polling right now is really a reflection of what people feel and think about Justin Trudeau and his administration, as opposed to what they think about the alternatives. As a matter of fact, Justin Trudeau's disapproval has now eclipsed his approval, has it not? Yes, it has. And, you know, right now we're also seeing that 42% of the Canadian population uh, say that they deserve to be reelected, which, you know, is high enough for them to get reelected, but certainly not uh, uh, what one would expect given uh, the, the acolytes the, the, the government tends to get. In fact, his deserve to be reelected members, as Justin Trudeau's deserve to be reelected members, right now are the same as uh, Stephen Harper's were a year before he was defeated in 2015. Sounds ominous, but a year is an eternity in politics, as you know. It is indeed, yes. Uh, but you do have uh, interesting things uh, that you point out in this the survey by Epsos for Global News, and really, in a nutshell, it's that the Liberals, in a lot of the cases, are uh, there's a misalignment with their priorities and that of the public. Yeah, it's a really unusual circumstance in which you see the things that the uh, government spends a lot of time talking about uh, don't really resonate that much with Canadians. They're not the top priorities for Canadians. 
and the things that are the top priorities for Canadians, the government doesn't do very well on. So the, the top five things that Canadians tell us they care most about are healthcare, number one, after that, taxes, uh, number two, number three, the economy and jobs, number four, immigration, and then number five, climate change. Well, yeah, but the Liberals seem like they've got it in reverse, or at least uh, somewhere around there. Gender equity, climate change, and reconciliation with Indigenous peoples are their top three priorities. Yeah, all at the bottom of the list. <laughs> uh, and, 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 you know, a list of like 30 different things. So, yeah, one of the big challenges that the Liberals will be facing over the space of the next year is getting themselves better aligned with the priorities of Canadians. Uh, unless, of course, uh, Scheer and the Conservatives decide that uh, they would own those topics or at least uh, put them front and center. But what you're saying is they're going to have to realign themselves, uh, pivot very, very rapidly if they want to recover the Liberals. Right. And on those top issues that we're looking at, though, those top five issues, healthcare is kind of a nonpartisan issue. Nobody really thinks that anybody's got a great plan on health care. But the other four issues, or three of the four issues, uh, taxes, uh, employment and jobs, and immigration, the Conservatives lead on all three of those. Uh, only when we get to climate change do we see the Liberals pop up a bit, but the NDP and the Green Party are competitive with them on that. So that kind of shows you how that uh, uh, the partisanship, the things that the Liberals have aligned themselves with, aren't necessarily the things that are most important in an election campaign. And in an election campaign, it's really about the important issues. Yeah. Well, the bloom is off the rose, it looks, for Justin Trudeau. His approval ratings declined by 7 percentage points since July alone. Yeah, he's had a, he's had a tough summer. And, and one would think, given what happened on the uh, renegotiation of NAFTA and a few other things that they've had going for them, that you would have seen a bit of a turnaround, but that's not what we're seeing. All right. Well, finally, uh, legal pot, they've ushered that in, and you're saying for the first time ever, millennials are going to be the biggest demographic group on Election Day next year. That augur well for the Trudeau Liberals? It did in 2015. The question is whether or not he can motivate that group of voters to show up again. Now, in the last election, uh, uh, the turnout was up by 8%, went well, from 60 to 68. So the question is, are we going to have a more typical election where it's closer to 60? If it is, in terms of turnout, then uh, that, that's advantage for the Conservatives. All right. Well, you know, after they legalized pot, motivation is not a word that comes to mind readily. Yeah. So we'll have to wait and see. But like you say, a year out, uh, there's still much ground to cover, and we'll see how it does uh, play out. I'm sure we'll talk between now and then. Great to get the snapshot, though, at this point in time. Daryl, it's always a pleasure. Thanks for your time. My pleasure. Thanks, John. You got it. Daryl Bricker, again, is the CEO of Ipsos, who conducted the poll exclusively for Global News.